My name is Anthony P. Richards. I'm a pastor and I started this podcast channel to equip, encourage, inspire and challenge you to passionately live to your potential in Christ through the Word of God. For more information, you can go to my YouTube channel, Anthony P. Richards. Thank you for joining me as we continue our journey through the Word of God. We're continuing Matthew chapter 24. We're going to finish it off today. Uh, We're going to start at verse 45 and go through to verse 51. This has been an amazing journey just through this particular chapter, and I encourage you to watch all of the videos or listen to all the podcasts all together when they're all completed so that you can understand and put the picture together of all the wonderful things that Jesus is talking about in this chapter. So today we're going to pick up where Jesus concludes Matthew 24 by telling some parables. Let's start off with verse 45. Who then is faithful and wise? Who is then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his master made ruler over his household to give them food in due season? It's a question. Who? Who then? Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. Assuredly, I say to you that he will make him ruler over all his goods. Jesus told us that we must carry on with diligence while the Lord is gone, in between his ascension and his coming back. We have to be faithful. We have to be wise We have to be a servant. We have to be a faithful and wise servant who takes care of his master's business while the master is away. Assuredly, I say to you that he will make him ruler over all his goods. Jesus also promised that we will be rewarded for our diligence. The servants serve the master, but the master knows how to take care and take care of and reward the servants. This is how God's going to treat us if we are wise servants who are faithful. So then we move on to verse 48. But if that evil servant says in his heart, my master is delaying his coming. This is, this is a very important close to this chapter from Jesus. If that evil servant says in his heart, my master is delaying his coming and begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunkards, the master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him and an hour that he is not aware of and will cut him in two and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth, a term that is used over and over. If the evil servant says in his heart, my master is delaying his coming, Jesus warns us of an attitude that says, my master is delaying his coming. We have to live in the constant anticipation of Jesus' return. And that means being about the business that he told us to be about and doing it now. Now he In the timeline of what we're reading in Matthew, we know that by the time we get to Matthew 28, Jesus is going to tell us what we should be doing, which is the Great Commission. That's why it's called the Great Commission. 
go into all the world, preach the gospel. The most dangerous lie, David Guzik says, is not there is no God, it is not there is no hell, but the most dangerous lie of Satan is there is no hurry. It is no small thing to say Jesus is not coming today or for several years because your system of prophecy demands it. We need to be ready for the imminent return of Jesus Christ at any time. Can't ever assume we know when or I oh, know it's going to be out there. We've got plenty of time. No, we must be making daily decisions based on and understand that Jesus could come back at any time. So what's the master going to do? Begins to beat his fellow servants. Eat and drink with the drunkards. That's what the master comes back and observes that servant doing. If that evil servant says in his heart, my master is delaying, and begins to beat his fellow servants, so the master comes back, he observes this. The evil servant who was not ready for the master's return will have sinned in at least three ways. Firstly, he wasn't doing the business that his master asked him to do. Secondly, he mistreated his fellow servants. Thirdly, gives himself into the pleasures of the world instead of serving his master. And this emphasis on being constantly ready is a challenge for us as Christ followers, disciples of Jesus today. Because there are many Christians who are not ready in these same three ways. Each of us should be impressed in our hearts to have an urgency to take the appeal of the gospel message to as many people as possible. Because we don't want, surely, anyone to not go to heaven. Because if they're not going to heaven, they're going to go to hell. Hell is a real place. It is not just that those people who don't go to heaven somehow just evaporate and and they're just not, they don't have any presence anymore. No, there's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth that will go on forever and eternal torment. They don't get any relief from it. Well, I don't want anybody to have to experience that. Jesus said that he'll cut him in two and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. The faithful and wise servant will be rewarded, but the evil servant will also be rewarded with what he is due. He'll be rewarded for his wickedness. And what is the portion that he'll have? He'll have his portion with the hypocrites, those people who were actors, those people who put on that they were religious, but they weren't really in relationship with Jesus Christ. A.B. Bruce says about the term, cut him in two. The probable meaning is, we'll cut him in two, with a whip, he will be thrashed, and this base slave will be thrashed unmercifully. It is a strong word selected to sympathy with the master's rage. There is a wrath of God that will be unleashed in a final judgment. This is what Jesus saved us from. 
That's why when we say you are saved, you are saved from the wrath of God that you deserve because Jesus paid the atoning price for your sin, for my sin. But the wrath of God and the judgment of God is still coming to those who don't accept the gift of salvation. In other words, they don't allow Jesus to be their substitute. And they reject him as their substitute. And he's giving it to us as a free gift. And those people who are rejecting the free gift still will have to be judged. You and I will be judged. And when we're judged, if we accepted Jesus, we will get a well done, good and faithful servant caught up in the air. First Thessalonians chapter four. If not, church will be caught up. The beginning of the tribulation will start. Then there'll be a seven year period. If people still do not receive Jesus during this time and the only way to make your way to heaven in that seven-year period will be to die for your faith in Jesus Christ or make it through to the end of the seven years. And it's going to be the most horrible seven years. But that's the only two ways that you can make it. For those who make it through to the end of the seven years and have not died for their faith, and they've not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Saviour, there will be an eternal weeping and gnashing of teeth. And I don't want anybody to have to go through that. I don't want people to go through the Great Tribulation. I want people to be caught up in the air with the church, be part of the body of Christ. And that's why we must have a sense of urgency. We must take what Jesus said in Matthew 24 as our understanding of the urgency with which we must live the Great Commission that Jesus is going to talk about in Matthew chapter 28. There must be something that drives us to have an urgency to do what God has called us to do. And I hope that this chapter has given you an understanding of what that urgency is about for you as we continue on in the journey through the Gospel of Matthew. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this wonderful chapter. And Lord, you have revealed so many things to us in this chapter. I pray, God, that we would ponder them in our hearts and we would understand the urgency that we must have to share the Gospel message to as many people as possible, as quickly as possible, and that we have an understanding of where we fit in the times of history that Jesus prophesied. And the God that we would never think that we have more time than what we may really have, but we have an urgency day by day, by day by day, to do what you have called us to do. And the God that you would allow us to rightly divide your word of truth so that we understand, we have an understanding of what the times of the end will look like. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening. For more content, please don't forget to check out my YouTube channel, Anthony P. Richards. Have a great day.